This podcast is brought to you by JC Licht. With a heritage of 115 years of making it happen, JC Licht is your one-stop shop to turn your house into your dream home. Delivering the ultimate decorating experience with the world's highest quality paints from Benjamin Moore, Faro and Ball, and Fine Paints of Europe, just to name a few. Bring new life to your home with custom home decor, wallpaper, window treatments, and more all under one roof. Visit one of JC Lick's 19 design centers, which features the largest selection of wallpaper, paint, and decor throughout the Chicagoland area. JC Licht, where designers go to make it happen. Welcome, everyone, to Design District, an interior design podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan, with the River North Design District, Chicago's ultimate destination for interior design. And today we're at beautiful Oscar Isberian Rugs in the heart of downtown Chicago, and we're talking about color. That's right, color. Color in your home, the color of your walls, the color of your rugs, the color the color that brings life to your space. And our special guests are Oscar with Oscar Isbjorn Rugs. Welcome. And Alyssa Johnson with Alyssa Johnson Interiors. It's great to have you all here. A pleasure. Thank you. So Good excited. You. So excited to to pick your your brains a little bit here. Um, you know, cuz color is a it's a it's a big thing. It's it's a it's what sets the tone of your home, what sets the tone of your space. Um, it can tell a story, right? So um, I'd love to just, you know, for our listeners, get to know y'all a little bit. Um, maybe tell us, you know, what you do, where you're from, a little bit of your background, and and then we'll kind of jump right into it. Awesome. Yes. Um, I'm so glad to be here. My name is Alyssa with Alyssa Johnson Interiors. We are a luxury interior full-service design firm based out of Chicago, Illinois. Um, We focus on luxury residential as well as boutique commercial jobs. Um, We do um, a lot of our work here in Chicago as well as the Houston area and beyond. And I'm Oscar Tatosian of Oscar Isberian Rugs, which is our uh, family business that my grandfather and his brothers founded in 1920 in Evanston. We've been in the same location in Evanston since 1928, which they built right before the Depression. Wow. So we always reminded us to be careful, boys, it can come back again. So my <laughs> brother and I uh, are proud and privileged to uh, continue the business now. We travel all over the world to bring fine oriental rugs to Chicago and work with wonderful designers and our team and uh, create beautiful spaces. Yeah, that's incredible. Lots of heritage, I, I would assume, right? Um, that's that's excellent. And you know, I, I guess the to kind of kick things off here, it's a it's a big loaded question, right? But um, how how important is color to to the to each of you? How important is color as you think about you know spatial design, interiors, homes, renovations, uh, rugs, you know, paint, establishing your your space, right? So how important is color as as you kind of you know, build, build space out. I mean, color is absolute key. It can actually influence someone's mood as well. So, you know, everything from whenever you first walk in a space from the entry to, you know, the second room, whether that's a, like, for example, in a residential space, a kitchen in the living room, move on to a powder room on the corner, I mean, you want to have a good flow of colors throughout the home, um, and each color needs to speak to each other. Colors, textures, et cetera, and, you know, 
there's a really um, artful way to pull those colors throughout that space. Um, but um, that's why people hire us um, as interior designers to kind of pull and make sure everything kind of flows together, but to create and make people actually feel something within those colors. Yeah. You know, you make a lot of sense, uh, Alyssa, because I work, we work with a lot of interior designers and I can tell you can, you notice when there's a designed house, it makes a big difference in the space and for the family, the proportions, the depth, and of course the colors. Uh, when it's a professionally designed house, it looks much different. And, you know, if there's a color story that flows throughout the house, you know, so, so there's a balance and a harmony, and it really is about balance. Uh, whatever colors people choose for their house, as long as there's a, a theme that continues throughout the house from one room to the other, whatever it's strong colors, soft colors, just that there's a some kind of a relationship that's logical and makes sense. And that's what a professional brings to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned something, Oscar, that I think is really interesting, especially in my mind when I think about balance, right? Because, you know, I we're here at, at your, your, your beautiful showroom and you have all these incredible rugs that have every, you know, textures and color and shapes and forms. And I feel like, how do you strike that that balance, especially when, you know, I feel like a, a rug is an art piece, right? And it can set the tone for your home. So how do you strike a balance when you're thinking about the bigger picture? Jonathan, it's an excellent question. You have to imagine that many of these beautiful carpets are woven in the most remote, rural villages or environments 8,000 miles with other parts of the world. And if they showed you the different wools or silks and they grabbed the little hemps of each wool and put it together, you said, how can these colors combine to make a beautiful rug? You wouldn't believe it, you know, but they knew how to do it. They knew the balance of the color. It's like a good Italian grandmother. She knows <laughs> how to cook supper on Sunday. And she knows, she doesn't need this measuring stick. She knows it from training, how much oregano, how much salt, how much spice, how much tomato. You know, these are things that are taught, and it's the same thing with the rugs, that balance of color, right? Like balance, balance in the house. You go to the symphony, the opera, you know if all those instruments are playing together. Beautiful, right? Every instrument playing its part, just like the house. Color, fabric, carpet. Yeah, finding that we're harmony. getting deep. Yeah, Your home is like I a symphony that. is like the best thing I think I've ever heard. I, I feel like that should go somewhere on a wall. That's pretty amazing. But I also, I love the fact that you mentioned, you know, the people making those rugs because, you know, that itself, you know, gives people a lot more, they're more appreciative of these rugs and the process that went behind it. And the, that alone is art, just the, an art form, just making it. But then now they have this art also piece on their floor that they can live with for many, many, many years. Um, so I haven't had the, the pleasure to go and see the behind, you know, I've seen photos and videos, but I would absolutely, that's like a dream to go and see these amazing people make these rugs and come up with how, how they come up with these beautiful patterns and colors. And yeah, it's a process, right? And, you know, 
what I'm curious to know is like, how do you work with, with clients, Alyssa, that perhaps maybe don't even know where to start? Like they want a rug, they want, they want to bring some of that like coziness to their home. Right. But, but even, you know, even here at Oscar, um, Oscar's Beer and Rugs, there's so many options, right? So how do you work with clients that maybe don't even know where to start? I think there's always, I, I start with whether it's concept photos or if they have some sort of, if, you know, you mentioned what if they already do have a rug or say, you know, we have this one um, particular client um, that we're installing some Oscar Asbirian rugs at and they have this plaster ceiling that is just, it's absolutely, it's just this amazing ceiling design and within it is, you know, the white molding or plaster molding and then light blue of sorts on um, the background. And so, I mean, we kind of, and for example, that is something that I said, okay, well, let's start with that. They didn't want to repaint that entire, it's it's a giant ceiling and it's actually pretty stunning. Um, and we're just going to paint the rest of the walls, but that's what we're starting with. So then I thought, okay, well, second step, let's go look at some rugs because there's only so much color that you can put in right. a space and you want to tie things together. So we started um, with the ceiling and then we took that paint color and brought it to Oscar's Berrien and started just pulling a bunch of rugs because that, you know, the ceiling will be its own art piece and then the rug's going to be the art piece and then we pull in the fabrics on the actual furniture, et cetera. So it's a process. I mean, it's sort of like what Oscar was saying about the symphony playing together, right? Oh, like yeah. the different There's instruments. So mm-hmm. And so do you, what do y'all usually, you know, sort of work together in that process or how does that that typically look like? Like, does a client come to you, Alyssa, or does a client come to you, Oscar, and sometimes you kind of bring Alyssa in or how does that, what does that look like? I mean, my favorite scenario is going and seeing the home, taking a tape measure or just pacing it off with my feet, you know, getting a sense of the house with the designer and the client. And then they come in and we look at some uh, options. And then ultimately, as you know, Alyssa, we bring them out to the house and people, you know, uh, road test it in their own space. And uh, there's no pressure. It's a, it's a, it's a process of education it's like going to the Art Institute or MCA. So it's a decorative art form. So that, that's the process. But I appreciate that you uh, saved the ceiling, you know, and honored the history of that architecture and worked within it. Didn't just whitewash it or make it gray or strip it down. Uh, and maybe that's because I'm a rug man and these rugs last for three generations and I love history. So I just like when the past gets honored relates to the future and design is timeless right it can whatever you want to eat is your choice right you can pick off the menu but whatever it is you know so it's there's some substance behind it and some classicism i appreciate that yeah absolutely i think that's definitely something that i've i've heard um a lot of people in my designer group you know we talk about how we very much so dislike when people are start just like you said whitewashing everything or painting these, you know, beautiful, you know, very architecturally beautiful pieces of wood or moldings or anything like that and just painting it all white. So, um, yeah, there's ways to make it, you know, updated in a sense, you know, with colors and patterns and textures, et cetera. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Are there, Alyssa, as you said, and I like to add, just because it's old doesn't make it good. 
Like, there's a lot of old homes that should be torn down. Just because <laughs> yeah. it's old doesn't mean it's good. There's good <laughs> yeah. old and there's, you know, right. so we have to make the distinction. But if it's good, it can be complex or it can be simple. Both are beautiful. Like, I enjoy country music, but I enjoy opera. You enjoy some hip-hop, too. I feel right. like yeah. I can see it. Or you like, <laughs> you know, you like uh, fried chicken or you like foie gras, urban, rural. And they both have beauty in it. Right. In the carpets, that's sort of how I express it to people, too. Mm-hmm. So how do you, so, you know, you're, you're kind of bringing up an interesting thing, too, that, that takes me to a different area you know, how, how rugs age over time, right? And how even how color ages and changes. So how do you, because I feel like rugs definitely take a life of their own and they have a long lifespan, right? So how do you, you how do you think ahead, right? We live in a world that's kind of like, I don't know, there's, it's driven by trends. So how do you think about color with a rug that I guess in theory should be able to have a life of its own, right? The first thing I want to share is, if I took a random sample of 100 rugs I sold, 50 of them have a neutral background, either ivory, uh-huh. warm beige, warm ivory, or cool gray right now. It's all grays. So more than half are a light background because people like to bring light from the floor, and I, I appreciate that. That's I interesting, yeah. I personally happen to like the rich colors, navies and reds and burgundies, uh, but nonetheless, half of it's uh, light. And rugs fade over time. Everything fades in the sun. Someone asked my grandfather, is the rug going to fade? He goes, yes, even your skin's going to fade, madame. <laughs> Everything's going to fade. So carpets fade. I embrace it. Like I look at my rug, I say, oh, it's faded, so I turn it. And then it's going to fade. That's the story of life, right? So is there a color that you you know, you both feel like is, um, I guess, a safe color for that base that you're talking about in rugs? Or is it really more about how it works with everything else? I don't know. Yeah, I think there's your crowd pleasers for sure. You know, that's probably um, like Oscar just mentioned, you know, the white uh, or ivories, you know, base. Um, but it's, unfor- you know, it's never a one size fits all in, in design. So, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say that there's, um, yeah. But I, w- I would encourage like my friends if they were shopping and say, you know, buy something ivory. Either whether it's warm ivory or cool ivory, start with the ivory rug. Right. And then maybe the other rooms you can add some more. Like we guys, we go buy shirts, right? We go shopping. They have stripes and they have checkers and they have pinks. And what do we have? Blue and white. We blue and white. Blue that's and, so true. That's foundational. That's so true. If you want to see the others, we end up with blue and white. Yeah. So I would say start with an ivory right. rug. You're describing my wardrobe. It's pretty much black, blue, or white. Yeah, well, black. That's, <laughs> that's pretty much all I want. But, but that and is you know, so true. It's, it's humorous. Oftentimes, people come in and they start looking at rugs on the floor. And, and they, Madame, you're wearing, what you're wearing matches the rug. You, <laughs> you buy what you wear. It's true. Oftentimes, yeah, that's interesting. customers, what they're looking at for the carpets, it matches their clothes. Yeah, they gravitate towards the same color palettes yes. and the... The, whether it's the earth tones or cooler colors. so Do you feel like, you know, when people are gravitating towards those same color palettes, that translates even to the space as a whole? Like when we're talking about color, you know, on walls, like paint color and, you know, furniture and accessories and built-ins and rugs. Like, do you, do you find that trends are sort of in this neutral zone? I would say overall across many different styles, like you still will have your neutral um, undertones, I guess you could say. And then, 
you know, your pops. You know, I think there was a few issues ago on Architectural Digest and it was like these mustard yellow Mario Bellini chairs, you know. So I think, you know, you could have that, you know, neutral base of sorts and then the pops and and, and whether it's the rugs, furniture, um, walls, you know, et cetera. Yeah. And then the question is who's making the decision? Is the designer making it or are they collaborating with the customer? with a client, you know, and what's their comfort level and confidence level in taking decisions for their home. You know? Yeah. So, you know, you, you brought up Mario Bellini and chairs and that kind of, that speaks to me because my chairs are these emerald green, like bold, you know, but how do you work with funkiness, like bold colors in your interior, especially when you think about your paint or a rug that occupies so much visual space? Like, how do you make those things work? Yeah, you find things that that is where you want your eye to go to. So say it's your living room and you have these bold green chairs, then you're going to have that as your focal point. And then other pieces, whether it's, you know, uh, emerald green pillow with that works well with the rust pillow that kind of ties that in and, you know, brings that color palette throughout. It's like we said earlier, it's all about that balance, um, you know, throughout the space. Exactly. So. Balance is the right word, you know, mm -hmm. to uh, make sure... Um, no one item dominates the room, even in carpets. When we look at rugs or carpets, we want to make sure, you know, there's a good harmony amongst right. the colors. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, I've got three dogs and um, a 100-pound, a 60-pound dog, and a 10-pound dog. I mean, we went all out. How do you find, th you know, rugs, colors that have durability and still, I don't know, still work within that that chaotic space, but help build that that color harmony. I mean, is there such a thing as, you know, life proof, dog proof, dog proof with rugs? I mean, honestly, the most damage that can be done to a rug is when a pet, you know, loses control on it. The pet damage is the worst. And we love our dogs. They had a wonderful pit bull, but when she got old, and you know. Well, what could you do? Right. You, know, you loved her, you hung in there, and we wash it out. And things. So there's some things, some things we can do, but the pet damage is the worst if it gets out of control. Otherwise, we can maintain almost anything. Stains and spills, we can reweave. But if those animals go not, I had a client in Lake Forest. We had huge rugs. Well, she had St. Bernard's, and they, all the rugs ended up in the dumpster. Wow. It was a hard yes. antique rugs. But she had like four St. Bernard's, and they just took over the house. So. But there are, is there, do you use um, like stain protections where for like wine and stuff on on, on your rugs? I, we do use it, particularly on light colored rugs mm -hmm. or silk rugs and things like that. But the good wool rug, it's resilient Super and it's durable. almost not even necessary. Mm -hmm. But um, I, we can do a lot with stains. Yeah, I feel like that's that's a common thing everyone says. Do you offer stain protection for my couch, my sofa, my rug? I feel like if they had stain protection for ever, like life, even like people would want it, right? Is that real? Is it, is it, in my mind, there's no such thing as full stain protection. <laughs> it's like insurance. You buy it for the catastrophe. <laughs> yeah. I had a client once. Her husband was a car dealer and I sold her a beautiful Tibetan rug, light color. And so they bought a rug and I bought a car from him, Mercedes. Mercedes. A couple weeks later, she called up in a panic. They spilled red wine on the rug. Oh, no. Said, okay, come. I said, okay, we'll pick it up right away. Okay, we'll come. Stain. Did it, water. Just don't do too much. We picked up the rug. She said, you're going to guarantee to get the stain out. I said, hold it. 
Don't use the word guarantee. <laughs> she said, what do you mean? I said, listen, I bought a car from your husband. Did he guarantee I'm not going to have a car accident? <laughs> yeah. So sure enough, we got the stain out, but it's a true story. She wanted to guarantee. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I feel like that's a, it's a thing. Can you stain, protect, and then fill in the blank, right? I don't know. I mean, like, do you feel, Alyssa, that you hear this often just in general? I think in general, the trend and people are becoming more and more educated about, you know, the stain protection in general. And so even if people don't have kids, young kids or cats or, you know, pets, anything, dogs, anything like that, we still do stain protections on everything. But I always have this huge disclaimer that says this does not protect against dog yeah. <laughs> or animal just because of pH levels and stuff, you sure. know, but there's, you know, some that they could say with wine or coffee, you know, we do our demos where we say, okay, this was just protected on this fabric or this rug and you know, pour our coffee during our presentation on it. It bubbles up and everyone's eyes get, you know. What about huge. crayons and markers? I have a friend of mine that l- literally their three-year-old took a Sharpie to their couch. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, but it was a stain protection. Do you, do you find that even like, you know, we're talking about essentially, you know, durability in, in your home. If, if you have kids, if you you know, live a, a full, busy life? Like is, even when you think about rugs and textiles, like is that a, is that a thing? Uh, so another disclaimer, each, you know, uh, stain protection of sorts has their own technology. So some might have that technology that helps wipe up anything from uh, like markers, things like that. But um, it kind of, I'm just going to say, just as a disclaimer, it kind of depends, and we have to do a little bit more <laughs> research on what's the actual fabric and the right. fibers within it, and then what's the actual, um, is it, is the stain protection sprayed afterwards, is it, or is it already weaved within the actual uh, fabric? So there's a lot of things that go into it, but I will say that, you know, overall, I've found that most people, even the empty nesters, you know, they still want to have the most durable pieces because they are investing in these pieces. So if we can do that stain protection on it, you know, whether it's the rug, but I do say that there's a disclaimer sure. with the pets. There's always a disclaimer. <laughs> I can tell you a good oriental rug in wool is durable. Yeah. A hand knotted rug is going to hold up. Carpeting, viscose, all this other stuff is a little more uh, tricky, but you know, so I'm, you know, I'm wearing a suit and I have a white shirt on. I spill my coffee on it and I get a coffee stain. So you do your best. You take it to the dry cleaner. She gives it back. She can't get the stain out. So I start yelling at the dry cleaner. It's not her fault. She's just trying to help. Everybody wants to blame somebody else. You have to control your kids. You have to control your dog. You can't blame the designer or the fabric. You have to take your own responsibility. It's the coffee's <laughs> fault. Let's be honest. It's the coffee. Um, no, that that makes total sense. And I, and I agree. I mean, like, you can't. You just can't, you know, stain, protect, and proof your life and just things in general. But but bringing the, the, the conversation back to color, um, because I, you know, I feel like we could do a whole episode just on, you know, how to protect your your interiors and and rugs and furniture, etc. Um, how how do you find? How do you better yet? How do you select colors that will withstand the the test of time? You know, we were talking earlier about trends, right? Like, what are those colors in in rugs, in wall paints, in um, your interior that you know will will have that timelessness to them? In the world of reds, you can say the oldest color is the terracotta. 
and it's not vegetable dye. It's pronounced vegetal dye. I was corrected oh, by a professor. Really? Said, I was saying, oh, this is vegetable. And she goes, no, it's not vegetable. It's vegetal. Veg- <laughs> vegetal. Okay. So I like the it. oldest color in the, the vegetal dye of the color is the um, more of a brick red or like a clay pot. That was from okay. the roots. And, you know, you can't go wrong when you find that. You see it, you know, all over the place. And then the other dyes started coming based on chrome or minerals where they brought, combined other colors. Yeah, interesting. And they don't fade over time. So that's a color you can always, I think it's timeless. It's that sense. earth earth tone yes. nature of it that's timeless. Clay, like yeah. It looks like clay. Yeah. That's so in right now. I love that. Really? Yeah. Clay? Like rust? And yeah. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. The, the natural textures and the, the earthy tones of that, you know, I mentioned like this green and then rusts, you know, I, I just feel like those colors are just so timeless and they're warm. So people love that, especially with people being home more often now, um, you know, due to COVID, people just want that more of like a warmth. Versus coziness. Like the, yeah, a coziness yeah. to do it. You, do you use blue reds and burgundies and oxbloods and that type of thing or do you more towards the rust? I would say right now it's there's a lot more rust, but we still, you know, I would say like the the reds and navies, those are kind of more of like our accents. So, but although it kind of depends on the application too, you know, that you know, we could do I, I love doing all different kinds of styles. So it kinda it also depends on, you know, the the style as well. So it's like what's your watch gonna be? Gold or rose gold or platinum, you know, they're all nice. You sure. Can't go wrong. Yeah. yeah. Have to one of each. Yeah. But I, yeah, that's interesting that, you know, these rust clay earth tones are sort of, they bring that warmth and coziness, right? Because there is that, that kind of emotional part of your home. It should feel like a safe space, right? Like it should speak to you on a, on an emotional level, like coziness. And, you know, you mentioned the rug here in your, in your office, Oscar, which, you know, to our listeners who can't see it, it's, it's beautiful. It has that, some of those clay tones but also some of the, some beiges and ivories and there is a beautiful balance and it does it does have that warmth to it right do you find that that there's certain textiles and textures that kind of amplify that warmth you know i have a theory the beauty of sisal and seagrass and i don't know how much you use Alyssa, but my theory is the success of seagrass and sisal is because it comes from nature so there's almost a human connection to your yard to your garden right it's all comes from nature right. it's natural absolutely you know, not dyed so people have loved it and i think that's they don't even know why they love it but that that's the reason it's the same with the clay color rugs or colors that come directly from nature they haven't been doctored up mm-hmm. absolutely yeah i have this um a kind of obsession right now with with just ceramics in general and whether it's like the clay I just I feel like just seeing like things that are just more textured and organic and natural bringing the outdoors in and that could be the trend since the pandemic people you know are stuck inside all day so they do want these textures inside and those warm right. colors to make them feel better Mas- <laughs> just yeah. for being stuck inside Mas- all question, day my question is uh, and these organic terracotta clays you know they're more again handicrafts absolutely not not heavily ornamented not 
Is that where you go? Yes. A little more? Yes. Yeah. And just like, yeah, raw and just like an art form um, of sorts. I just, I find myself just like scrolling at night, just looking at all these really cool. Not so fancy, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. It has that organicness. Yeah. Right. Do you ever have to work with colors like you just don't care for that you don't like? Or like, you know, let's say you have a, you know, one of your clients just loves this, you know, I don't, I don't know bold color that just does not vibe with the interior design like do you ever have to work with those situations and how do you navigate that you know especially with when again even thinking beyond uh, you know rugs like when you think about your wall colors right or which i don't know i guess you could change those out but rugs have a long lifespan how do you how do you navigate that yeah so as far as uh working with a color that i might not love or that it might not go with the rest of the overall look and feel is sometimes some people are very stuck on a certain way and i will absolutely try and you know work with this one color or piece that they really really want and what's interesting is that a lot of interior design, and I, I kind of joke about this, but I feel like interior design is also a lot of psychology to a certain extent because it's kind of navigating yourself. Some people don't sit there and look and think about, oh, well, what do I want my space to look at? It's something maybe they just moved into a new home and they are they just have to make all of these decisions. Right. Um, so it really, I mean, it's definitely a process. So we kind of, we try and work around these pieces. And then sometimes I will say, eventually someone will finally just say, you know what, this isn't going to yeah. work with what we want. So, you know, it's, it, I, I give it to them for a bit, you know, we can still try and like work with something. Um, but more often than, than not, people are pretty trusting after a while, you know, after they explore things and kind of get a feel of, you know, you always have to think about the big picture, pic, big picture, right? You know, what is that big picture? And how do we want this to feel? And does this work within that? What about you, Oscar? Do you ever do you ever find that, you know, uh, there's a, a color or a rug that is just not vibing with, you know, whether it's a residential or a, um, you know, let's say a, an interior in, in a large building or what have you? Like, how do you navigate that? I, 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 struggle particularly when we're buying rugs uh, oftentimes uh, rugs may have a tint to pink or rose or a tint to lavender and those rugs i you know they i just they just turn me off completely and i somehow i see that more than my colleagues will be on rug sure. buying trips like i see pink in their past and like no it looks good so, or lavender sometimes that's technically how they make the rug but i feel like in the design world, we're a bit constrained. I don't want to say it's anti-color, but I think it would be wonderful if we could uh, accept more color. I think people are a little anti-color right now. Do you think that's because they safe. play safe? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, safe. yeah. It, you know, safe sometimes it, it lets your entire home kind of uh, adapt throughout time. It's just easier, right? Or it can be, but... But I could kind of see, I could see why people would want to play it safe. I mean, it's, it, it can be easier right. in my I mind. Mean, TV dinners are easier too. That's true. You know, but it, it takes effort, you know, but then you have a better result and outcome, you know, but it does take effort. Yeah. I actually have my, just in general, in our library, we have like our crowd pleasers and then the, 
you know, our clients who will let us just run with it. And it's those colors and just like those, you know, really super fun stuff. And maybe sometimes you have to combine those, you know, maybe one room is very, you know, um, relaxing and more neutral, you know, color tones. And then you've got your office that's just like this bright, you know, you know, just high lacquer um, navy, you know, for example. So, um, but yeah, there's, I agree that most people do go kind of towards those more neutral, safe, safe zones, crowd pleasers. Yeah. A milk of automobiles is silver or black, basically, right? Most people like black cars <laughs> yeah. or silver yeah, cars. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's, that's literally have a white car. Yeah. <laughs> you do. Um, yeah. But it's so true. Absolutely. Um, you know, shift, shifting gears a little bit, since you are the leading authority of, of, of rugs, Oscar, are you a shoes on or shoes off type of person? On rugs, I, I'm dying I'm, to know. I, I think shoes should come off on a rug because there's all sorts of toxins out there. It makes sure. me crazy. But in my house, I'm in a townhouse, so the first floor mostly shoes on. But whoever comes upstairs, yeah, gets more shoes off. Yeah, <laughs> creeping upstairs, <laughs> the shoes come yeah. off. Yeah, that's where but you keep the special yeah, rug. It's nice yeah. To, yeah, it's much more. And you know, I travel the world. In those countries, you know, Turkey, Armenia, India, Pakistan, it's shoes off. I mean, sure. those countries, they, you know, because, and those streets aren't paved. Right. Like we have paved streets here. They don't have, so it's a lot more mud. So, and everybody has slippers. Right. I think it's a better way. It's interesting. What about you, Alyssa? Uh, for the most part, shoes off. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say, like, you know, you know, living in Texas, I guess it wasn't super common, but definitely being in Chicago with, you know, the wet, especially in the winter. The snow. Yeah. You don't want to yeah, track in that. Absolutely. The snow, yeah. So definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, the, the weather here definitely makes it more of a, of a shoe off environment. Um, well, before we, we kind of wrap up, I, I kind of want to end on, on this big million dollar question. What is your favorite color or colors? It could be more than one. I, I don't know. And, and what is, in your mind, what is the color of 2022, right? Like, as it relates to space, to rugs in general? That's a, an extremely hard question. Um, I would say, as far as paint colors go, I will just go with my tried and true, my Simply White for your walls, Chantilly Lace for your trim. Um, but if we want to go like super bold and fun somewhere, I'm like we mentioned earlier, I'm loving the rusts, uh, earthy greens, uh, those, those color, color tones and like maybe like a raspberry, something like that. So I wish I could help, but I'm the ultimate shopper so I can buy any color, <laughs> any rug yeah. they show up. And so, uh, just so there's, um, good balance, we'll go back to balance, balance of color. Absolutely. Look at the carpet or piece of art or even a cool piece of clothing, you know, just so it just works within itself. So I'm open to it's kind of all of the above. All of the above. I'm a Gemini, so I... Ah, yeah. I'm a Gemini. <laughs> we are friends, yeah. Oscar. We are friends. Okay. I like it all. Yeah, that's good. No, I, I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. I, Geminis love color and just changing it up all the time. It's, it's I get it. I, we're on the same wavelength. Um, well, great. Uh, you know, I just, again, I want to thank y'all for, uh, for joining us today on, on the podcast and, um, just getting to pick your brains a little bit. And again, we have Alyssa Johnson with Alyssa Johnson Interiors and Oscar, uh, with Oscar Isberian Rugs here in his beautiful showroom in downtown Chicago. 
And thank you so much to the River North Design District and Oscar at Oscar's Burian for having us. Please give us a follow at Alyssa Johnson Interiors and AlyssaJohnsonInteriors.com. Thank you. Come again. You're welcome anytime. Have another podcast. Come for another party. Awesome. Have a good night. Thanks uh, to our listeners. Again, this is Design District. Design District is brought to you by JC Licht. With a heritage of 115 years of making it happen, JC Licht is your one-stop shop to turn your house into a dream home. Delivering the ultimate decorating experience with the world's highest quality paints from Benjamin Moore, Farrow and Ball, and fine paints of Europe, just to name a few. Bring new life to your home with custom home decor, wallpaper, window treatments, and more, all under one roof. Visit one of JC Lick's 19 design centers, which features the largest selection of wallpaper, paint, and decor throughout the Chicagoland area. JC Licht, where designers go to make it happen.